Hello and welcome to our Thursday live stream after one um, week break um, due to a couple of offline events. Um, we are back again with a new guest, Justin Chen. Welcome, Justin. Hey, Anton. Thanks for having me. Who are you? Where are you? And why it's a good idea to talk to you about uh, rapid consumer feedbacks. Sure. So I'm, I'm Justin Chen. I'm one of the co-founders of a company called PicFu, and I'm based in Los Angeles, California. Um, and so PicFu is a really simple and fast way to uh, crowdsource feedback from real life people. So um, if you're selling on Amazon or anywhere or you're building any kind of products and you want to make sure that what you're selling is going to resonate with your target audience, then you would use something like PicFu. So Uh, think of it. Think of it as a digital focus group, where you can tap mm -hmm. into uh, to people and ask them questions about um, their buying behavior, whether they like the product that you're you're uh, about to build, or the main imagery that you're about to put up on your listing. Thank you very much. That's a story about Pickfu, but what is your story, Justin? Sure. So uh, I've been an entrepreneur for a very long time. Um, my co-founder John and I built Pickfu years ago, over a decade ago, um, when we were building a different thing. So this was a side project. We were building a different website. We needed um, feedback on a redesign that we were doing. And so being engineers, we decided to build the solution to get feedback. And um, so PicFu was born out of, uh, out of need to gather feedback yeah. on a redesign. And uh, it wasn't intended for e-commerce. It was just kind of intended for any entrepreneur who wanted to do idea validation. And so that's kind of where it started. And it um, it has all kinds of different customers from uh, authors and publishers testing book titles and book covers, which was kind of like some of the, our initial customers. We have game companies testing uh, character design and game UX and um, app store app icons. And then of course, uh, e-commerce sellers and, and large retail brands testing product design, packaging, all that kind of stuff. So. Um, What is, the, what is your biggest customer group? Which area is the biggest or which category? It would be uh, retail products. So people selling retail either um, uh, either online through Amazon or you know their own websites through Shopify or through uh, brick and mortar retail stores. Also, ah, yeah, of course. Okay, so you can also like test the packaging, how it would right. look in the store, and then you can decide on which package color exactly. design and blah, blah. Understood. Um, thank you very much for the brief introduction. And now let's deep dive into the topic, customer feedback or customer sure. insights. In general, you gave already a brief introduction, yeah. but maybe the why behind it and <clears throat> the how. Yeah, so so we kind of stumbled into this space because we were looking for feedback. And once we started seeing our customers use it, we realized that there was a, a big gap in the market where it wasn't easy for people to gather consumer feedback. So any large uh, CPG brand like Kraft or Procter Gamble, kind of like these large corporations, they typically have consumer insights teams that are dedicated to doing this kind of research. Mm -hmm. They can afford market research consultants that will create the surveys and go find the, the audience for you and then kind of clean all the data, analyze all the data. And this is incredibly expensive, incredibly cost uh, um, costly. So 
what we've built. Uh, one story, sure. w- one story about this one because I was working at Bosch and we had the design thinking workshop week, um, and we were impl- uh, we were creating new product ideas. Yeah. So that was the idea for Bosch Power Tools, and um, there was some point when we were not sure if this is a good product idea or if it's not a good product yeah. idea. And an entrepreneur like me was like, okay, I will uh, ask my friends and family yeah. and blah blah blah. And uh, but they were like, no, we're getting an agency, yeah. and I I knew this is so insanely expensive. So you're in the five uh, five yes. digits then yes. immediately. And I don't think for every single product, every single test, uh, anybody can actually afford it. So that's a real life problem and big corporates are solving it with money. But you guys have a better solution. So Yeah, exactly. And so what we found was there was this opportunity to kind of bring um, a good enough solution that obviously wasn't five figures, but something that everyone else can do without the expertise. And so we are trying to democratize this kind of consumer research so that anyone, because now we're all competing against the Bosches and the Procter and Gambles in the Amazon marketplace. And we need to have yeah. the similar tools to fine tune our product positioning and our branding and our packaging and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's really important for anyone who's selling anything to consumers to gather some kind of feedback on their idea, um, on the concept that they're going to put out, on their messaging, uh, on their branding, all of these things, because all the large, all your large competitors are doing the same thing because they have the budget to do so. And so we're trying to make it so you can do it on a much lower budget. Perfect. Um, amazing. Um, I saw the platform already a bit, so I really understand what problem you are solving, but let's yeah. deep dive now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what kind of things we can actually test, like real life examples. I have a few on my list, but let's start maybe with the most obvious one. Yeah. Main so, images for Amazon. yeah the, the, the most obvious one that people know us for is um, main images. So if you're, you know, let's, let's share screen now. Um, yeah. Sure. Um, one second. I will put you on the stage. Yeah. So I'll just kick it off with uh, this really, uh, really short case study that we did. Um, so our, most people know us from main image because um, a lot of times people are selling on Amazon or any kind of marketplace and they find that their performance isn't doing that well. Their click through rate isn't as high as they would hope. And so um, they're looking for ways to, to get feedback on uh, the easiest thing to improve, which is your main image. And so um, Here's a case study where we worked with a brand called Yes Bar, which is one of those uh, kind of like nutritional cookie bo- cookie bars. And we work with them to only change the image. We weren't going to touch anything else. And we were going to see how it performed for two weeks. And so we did a very simple test where we just did a few different variations that you can see right here. So, you know, we didn't do any reshoots. It was just kind of repositioning the stuff that we had. And... Um, this test, I think, believe costs, uh, 60, $85. Um, and immediately okay. we saw a session increase of 11.8%. Uh, and so there was an immediate ROI in <laughs> a matter of a couple of weeks from changing just this minor, minor image, um, layout. And so I think that's the, the power of being able to validate this data. You can do live testing now, obviously with manager experiments, but what we try to advise people to do is to iterate on creators before putting things live, because whenever you're live testing, you are kind of by definition losing some sales, right? Because you're, you're testing a, a worse options some of that yeah. time. So you can minimize that by iterating on your creative variations offline with a platform like PicFu, and then kind of putting the best to, if you still want to test it live onto manager experiments. So this is what we're most known for, but 
it's interesting because a lot of people come to us with this uh, main image problem. And a lot of times they'll test their main image against their top competitor. And the feedback that they'll hear actually has nothing to do with their main image. It's typically, I don't like your branding. I don't like your packaging. Mm -hmm. your, your product just looks horrible. Um, all these things that it's way too late, right? The product's already, <laughs> already in the warehouse. Um, and so that, that tells them that they should have been testing much earlier in the process. And so typically on their next product or when they decide to rebrand or, you know, repackage the product, they'll start at the, at the very beginning. And so we can talk through some of those, um, those use cases as well. And let's start, let's go for the packaging. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so let's, before we go to packaging, let's, let's look at product design since that's kind of like before packaging. And okay. so, um, here's actually an interesting example. Um, testing AI product concepts. Now, a lot of people were doing 3D renders before, but now that you can do AI product design, we're actually seeing a lot more of this now. And so uh, it's a really interesting way to uh, use AI to generate concepts. Oh, yeah. so you can still work with your designer, of course, and then get real world feedback because at the end of the day, it's still actual people who are buying your products, not AI. So you do need to validate AI uh, generated content with actual humans. Um, and in this case, we actually, uh, uh, this person uh, who decided to make their poll public uh, tested a hundred uh, German-based respondents. So another point that I can okay. I can make here is that um, not only can we test U.S. respondents, but we could test uh, people in Germany, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Mexico, and Japan now. And so, um, as an Amazon seller, and if you're deciding to sell into a different marketplace, um, you definitely want to do this kind of market validation whether it's their product concept or your branding, definitely messaging and main, main image and all that kind of stuff. So uh, important point there. I mean, I have my own opinion on this and my own sure. answer on the next question, but I would be interested in your answer. Are there huge differences in German, for example, European Union and the US in regards of main image? product packaging design because I feel them. Do you feel them as well? Can you um, yeah, tell me a story about this topic? Yeah, I, I, I think there is a really big difference, um, both in, I think people underestimate that there's there's different uh, ways people buy products and um, even like quantities, even if there's, even if there's mm -hmm. a demand for a certain kind of product, you know, uh, as a huge generalization, uh, like homes in the US are typically larger, you know, so they typically yeah. like, they don't mind buying things in bulk or kind of larger things. That's why Costco is very popular here. Um, but in, in other places where uh, there's more urban density, perhaps like Japan, perhaps in Germany, like maybe you don't want a ton of quantity. I think even when you're, when you're mm -hmm. doing the messaging on packaging, uh, different cultures like different things. Uh, in the US, they typically like a little more benefits and touchy feely kind of value propositions, whereas other cultures, uh, perhaps in Japan and Germany, like the um, more factual information. So okay. <laughs> tell yeah. me what it actually does. Yeah. Like, tell me the specs, like, don't make all these outlandish <laughs> claims. Like in the US, there's usually like all kinds of like, you know, uh, exciting colors and things like making all kinds of claims on the packaging, which I think works for the <laughs> in general on the US uh, audience, but probably doesn't work as well for some of the other cultures. So I think it's really important to test all of that uh, in addition to do the people want the, your type of product, right? Because the way they may uh, strain pasta could be different <laughs> in Germany, in the US yeah. or whatever it is. So um, I think it's really important to kind of test all those different aspects. But yeah, like, what do you what do you think? We have, 
Yeah, we have also examples. I would 100% agree, especially the last part with the more colors and blah. Uh, so <laughs> when we see a product in Germany and the listing looks high quality and I see a product, which is the best seller, same product, best seller in the USA. And I was like, who the uh, is buying this product? But kind of, um, you like it fancy, you like it big, you like it, you know, um, this strong colors and we like it more decent, more yeah, like, yeah. hey, quality natural packaging you know not the high class you know um and we 100 feel it that's the first thing and the second thing which we experience uh real life example americans and use the imperial system and the rest of the world is using um, almost yeah. the rest of the world is of using the metric system and we were selling a product that was kind of a bottle in the USA with the milliliters and the centimeters, like the metric system, and nobody was buying it. And then we just changed to the imperial system and it was skyrocketing. And we were like, okay, they just don't know how much 500 yeah. milliliters are. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that must be the case, right? And, and yeah, it's huge, huge change. And um, <clears throat> what we never did so far is that we, made a packaging specifically for the US market mm. but it would be so smart if you all in launch in the USA with huge marketing budget for PPC and whatnot yeah. uh, to not adjust the packaging uh, it, yeah so I will keep that in mind and propose it to my customers uh, as it sounds like it would be a smart idea but um, please go ahead yeah yeah so so product design um... Uh, color variations. Uh, I know this is a really popular one because if you're going to oh, stock yeah. product, you need to know yes. how much of everyone. A lot of times, uh, you know, we've had customers come to us and they were trying to decide between a few colors and they'll run a, a pick food test. And it, it's so overwhelmingly for one color, they just oh, for, forget about the other variations. I'm just going to stock this one. And it usually works out very well because yeah. then, it, you know, it sells out. So, you know, I think as founders, we typically think like, oh, man, people are going to want this weird pink color or this, you know, weird orange color. Um, but at yep. the end of the day, you know, sometimes people just want black or something very basic. So definitely validate uh, things like color. It can save a lot of money for yeah. products which you overstock and it can um, reduce the out of stock time <laughs> for products which you yeah. understock because you didn't do a research upfront. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even as as a consumer, you always see products that have a lot of variations, and you see the price differences, right? Like they're yeah, they're trying to drop the price on the one that's not moving, and that you know, you know, that's not great for that that seller. They're they're probably losing money on that, just trying to get rid of the inventory. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. Um, packaging, uh, super important. You know, I think this is a, an interesting example because uh, all that's being changed is is a very minor color, and I'm I'm partially colorblind, so. I, I'm not even very good at color. So when I look at all these, they all look fine to me. But yeah. clearly the audience prefers option B much more. And I think that's that's really interesting because, you know, like at first glance, if you were designing all these three, you're like, oh, whatever. Like they're all <laughs> yeah. fine, right? Um, and so every every little bit matters, whether it's the color or the font, you know, like where you're placing small um, accent uh, images, all that kind of stuff. Um, our customers typically iterate on all the different changes that they're making to their their packaging. But I don't think it would work in Europe. It's probably a U.S. listing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a U.S. Yeah, product. Yeah, it wouldn't work in Europe. <laughs> it's too shiny. Uh, too shiny. My my humble opinion. My humble opinion. <laughs> um, 
Here's another one where they're they're testing out like uh, kind of different packaging. Um, yeah. Uh, and also kind of looks like a main image as well. So, uh, you know, and this one's a, another German poll. Um, and then, of course, the most important thing is to always validate anything you're testing against your competition. And so mm -hmm. it's fine to iterate on your product, your, your own variations. But at the end of the day, it is a competitive marketplace. And if it doesn't do well against your competition, then you haven't really moved the needle. So um, yes. usually the, the final thing that we see people doing is uh, putting, you know, maybe maybe yours was Nate's and you were working on this uh, for, you know, a lot of iterations, but then you want to put it up against competition. You see like, ah, oh, we're still not really beating them. Like maybe we need to go back and read uh, through some of the comments. And um, that's something else that I forgot to highlight. But not only are people voting, they're giving written feedback uh, on every single um all of our polls have this and every single person who, who votes on it has to give written feedback. They give demographic information as well. Um, and so this is this is actually where a lot of the true insight is because you know, it's fine to see which one won, but you really need to understand why that one won or why yours lost so that you can improve the next version of it. And are you already using AI to uh, interpret the data? Because that's pretty obvious next step. Yeah, yeah. So we are doing something doing? where okay. we we take all those written responses and we send it mm -hmm. into AI to generate a summary for you. So it can, yeah. um, you know, grab the the themes that are uh, reoccurring in all the different responses and uh, helps you kind of uh, synthesize the, the best practices for the next version. Um, we also have uh, something uh, AI sentiment here. We also have a way to AI prompt. You could just ask uh, you know, um, any question, this is kind of a weird question. I don't know why they asked this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you could ask things like, well, what, what should I improve about option a to do better? And that it'll kind of, okay. uh, it'll kind of read through the responses and, and give you more specific feedback. So, um, yeah, a couple of interesting AI options there. Um, and then on the German side, when, when we do it, we, oh, I don't know what happened there, but <laughs> it's fun. <clears throat> Live demos, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so everybody knows. That's just a proof that we are live. But we we gather all the feedback in German. We translate it uh, back into English for most people. But uh, if you are German, you can you can just go read the actual responses. Um, so we do that for any any country where it's not uh, English native. So in, mm -hmm. in Mexico, Spanish, and Japan, uh, Japanese. So um, yeah. So that's see. So that was packaging. Um, Pricing is an interesting one. So oh, yeah. um, testing out different pricing. And we, we actually have a tool that generates these mockups. And so what's what's fun about that is you could actually play with the pricing and play with the imagery. You could put your competition up there and kind of see, oh, am I able to uh, you know, get more get more clicks if I drop the pricing or if my main image is better, can I increase the price and still get the you know the same number of clicks? And so it's a really interesting way to test out hypothetical changes. Um, mm -hmm. Or if you're entering this category for the first time before you even buy your products, testing out your product concept and the price you're going to come in at and the main image you would probably use and just see, are you going to do well against the incumbents? Because if they've got 10,000 reviews each and you're going to come in with you know just a handful can you undercut them for you know by by twenty dollars and still get some different decent market share and so um a lot of our most savvy customers as they're launching new products 
they're doing this very hypothetical testing against your competition mm -hmm. because before you invest, you know, tens of thousands of dollars into product, you might as well spend a, you know a few hundred dollars validating it and making sure that you're actually going to do well uh, when you launch. I have another idea. Um, just it came just into my mind. Um, what about um, labels or batches? Do you test that kind of things as well? Uh, for example, we have like a movement in Germany. Maybe it's soon forbidden by Amazon, but not yet so far. Um, it's like a label, a test label. It's it got the, the grade 1.3 from some um, label institute, which ah. you know you, uh, you can pay money for uh, to test your product and yeah. um, the, yeah. how it works, if it works. Can you do anything on the images? Or yeah, 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 for sure. Be, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the image is, is up to you, what you put here. I'll, I'll just show okay. you. What, I think I have it pulled up. Uh, where did I put it? Oh, right here. Okay. So we have this mock-up generator. Um, and mm -hmm. so it'll generate these little screenshots um, that will kind of mimic the approximately what, what it, the, the shopper experience. And so, um, you know, you could put in uh, specific ASINs or you could put in, you know, um, a keyword and, and we'll grab some. Um, and so what you can do now is you can you can take one of these and maybe this is yours, maybe it's not, but you're going to modify it. You can change the image, you could change the title, mm -hmm. arbitrarily change all of this stuff. Um, and so then what we'll do is we'll just take these screenshots, we'll import it into the poll builder and uh, let you kind of run these hypothetical tests. So uh, yeah, so you could generate an image that's got some of these labels on it. Like, hey, what if I got this certification? Um, you know, what if I just change the main image layout, whatever it is, uh, like you can, you can test hypotheticals with it. And I think the most fun thing that I've experimented with is, is definitely just changing around the pricing and the ratings to see how that affects people's perception, because it's really interesting. It's, it, it really is a combination of all these factors, right. That get the click. Yeah. It's not just the main image, not just the title, not just the ratings or, or the price. It's all of them. And so there is some kind of sweet spot um that you can play with that work with works with your economics of, of the product that you're selling where you could adjust the price to get more clicks or you know as enough clicks right what is the most used feature um the most used use case that people are doing yeah 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 the most, yeah. yeah uh it would definitely be uh like a main image test um, main and image. then testing um, against competition. So testing their, their mm -hmm. variations and then testing it against your competition. Um, but one other one that I'll show that might kind of open up people's minds on like what you could do is just, okay. we don't always have to test things against each other. It could just be open-ended. And so in this example, it's kind of like a crowdsource listing audit where we just ask people to go visit your listing and, um, see what questions they still have. Because sometimes you think you've addressed all the objections, but maybe not well enough, right? So mm -hmm. maybe uh, people are still wondering if it's washable or if it's edible or whatever it is. And if you're, you thought maybe just a single bullet was enough to emphasize that, maybe it wasn't, maybe you need to put in the title, maybe you need a secondary image with for it. And so it's a really interesting way to surface um, uh, like different concerns, like, you know, how quickly does the ink dry off the paper? Uh, what surfaces should this not be used on? So like, you know, interesting questions that may come up. Maybe they'll ask it in, in the, the question section, but a lot of times people don't, right? They're just gonna, they're gonna read through it very quickly. Um, I think I just saw something 
um, on LinkedIn today about how the an entire purchase on Amazon typically takes less than three minutes. So people are really mm. going very quickly through every listing. And if you can't make these objections go away right away, um, you know, it's you're, you're not going to get the sale. So um, I think this is a interesting way to showcase that you can ask anything open ended. And so even if you don't have a, a URL, you could ask uh, open ended questions to your target audience about um, their problems. So if you're a mom with kids, what issues do you have, you know, like preparing lunches or like what what don't you like about your diaper bag? So like a lot of this early stage development, you can be asking, you could ask them, um, where do you learn about? Like if you're thinking about marketing, where are you mm -hmm. learning about like new trends as a mom? Like, and maybe they'll, you'll get certain channels or like influencers that they follow. So there's a lot of interesting things that you could ask that are besides just testing creatives. So really just think of it as that digital focus group. Like if, if you were just going to walk into a room with your potential audience and just ask them questions, some of the things may be testing creatives, but other things are just going to be wide open uh, questions where you just have them kind of like speak their mind. And we cannot emphasize this enough uh, many times for sellers. Um, the sellers themselves, they're not the, the target audience of sure. people which are buying the product. Yeah. In many cases, they're like M&A finance guys. In most cases, actually, M&A finance guys, they are opening up a new business. They're totally data-driven. Yes. And um, you're probably not the perfect person to judge results or to decide on an image, decide on a color. And I felt this myself and I was suppressed many, many times. We launched, I don't know how many products, but uh, it were it were a few and we were so often surprised by what the people actually are asking for. This side, uh, yeah, what you explained. So it's a real life problem and I felt it many times myself. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um... The last thing that I'll highlight is uh, one more case study. Uh, and so it's it's another main image one. And th there's a blog post on our website that, that uh, yep. I could share. But basically, uh, there's this headphone manufacturer. And um, they were losing to their, their top competitor. And so they wanted to make some adjustments to it. And so um, what they did was... Uh, they just started looking at the other ones and started making layout changes. So the first thing they did was they just made it bigger because they found that their image was smaller. So they made it bigger and immediately, you know, uh, they did well in that one. And then, so here, I think this is the one, um, this is the first thing they did. So like this was much smaller and they just kind of mm -hmm. enlarged it. People liked it, you know, they could see it more clearly. So immediately they were doing well. Then they started seeing all the other competition and they were doing things like, including uh, all the different components that come with it, right? Like the extra earbuds and like all those things. Mm -hmm. And so they started playing around with like all these different iterations. I think it was uh, dozens of them. And let me see if I could find it. Yeah, so 30, 30 rounds of testing, testing uh, um, all the different uh, earphone combinations. And what was amazing was not only did they start beating their competition, but they actually started selling 10 euros higher uh, than mm -hmm. before. And so increase in sales, increase in price, all they did was change the main image, like exact same product, nothing else changed. And so they continued doing this down their product line. And for each one, they were not only able to increase sales, but also increase price. Um, and that's how much the main image can matter um, in both mm -hmm. getting the clicks and the conversions. And so, um, 
and also it speaks to the the power of the, the, the iterative process and kind of like trying different things because you know you don't want to just copy uh but you can be inspired yeah. <laughs> you can be inspired and you still want to stick stand out too so it's kind of a, a combination of like okay well people do want to see all the things but maybe there's a way for our thing to pop a little bit better maybe showcase some unique um, design aspect of our product so whatever it is you need to find a way to uh satisfy what people want but also to stand out against the competition my main takeaway for today is um, we are bringing brands who, from Europe to the USA and in 90, uh, in any case so far, uh, we just copy pasted the product, adjusted the compliance, of course, <laughs> um, the language, and then we put it on Amazon.com. Um, and I think for such a huge product, I wouldn't do it for Belgium or Poland, you know, sure. micro marketplaces, but if you go to the States, it's probably worth to challenge everything from the product colors, design, packaging, yeah. up to the images. And um, I guess that's something I will definitely tell my US customers uh, more often. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Sorry for interrupting you. <clears throat> no, no, no. I, I think that I think that's all I had. That's all you had. Perfect. We are almost in time to uh, twenty nine minutes into the game, Justin. Thank you very much for this insight. Um, I'm positively surprised what you can do. I mean, you pitched everything before, but um, yeah, the real life examples uh, opened my eyes and I started getting creative. So we will definitely stay in touch. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, to the audience, have a great weekend. You can hit us up, um, LinkedIn, uh, whatever. Um, just uh, send us the questions. We will forward the questions to Justin or you can reach out to Justin directly. Yeah. My name is Anton Hermann, and the last words belong as always to our guest. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks for having me, Anton. Uh, I, des I definitely want to emphasize that, uh, you know, consumer research is uh, easy and we try to make it as simple as possible for anyone to do without expertise. Um, so definitely give it a try. Check us out at pickfood.com. It is free to create an account and we do have a free onboarding poll so that you can try it out, see what it's like on your own product uh, without committing any money. So uh, check it out. Reach out to me if you have any questions. Um, yeah, and good luck. <laughs>